0: everyone welcome to why mommy drinks. I just remembered I used to when we started the show, I used to pretend to put on a fake wig and then I would start and it always made guests very confused, which is fair. <laughs> Why would you ever think someone would put on a weird fake wig? Uh, uh, anyway, hi, welcome to Why Mommy Drinks. This is Betsy Stover. Today I am joined by my guest co-host, Amy Albert. Hi, hello. Hi. And I am so excited to talk to this person, and I'm so excited for you to meet them. She's a content creator. She's an actor. She's an author. She does many things. Laura Clary.
1: Hi, everyone.
0: Hello. Hello. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Yeah. Thank you for blessing us with your presence today. I appreciate you. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> so I have three kids. They are all boys. I have a six-year-old, a nine-year-old, and an eleven-year-old. Wow. Amy, I know that's a, an appropriate response. Mm-hmm. Is, wow. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Amy, what you got over there?
2: I got two. I got a six and a half year old gal and a four year
0: old young man. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure they're uh, <laughs> oh, what's the kid situation yeah, so I'm I, making it happen I've got two
1: kids um, one just turned one two days ago <gasps>
2: oh babies oh, Aries, yes, baby Aries my centenary
1: too oh wow see I mm-hmm. didn't even know their sign that's what a shit mom I am <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like what does are they real are signs real I don't know or is it just fun I don't know you it depends what part of the country you live in Laura. Exactly. where do you I'm in Los <laughs> everyone occurs okay. by their signs so I don't yeah. so yeah I never got into it it's I, important I think and then I have like I have a two-year-old so I have a one-year-old and a two-year-old but the two-year-old is almost three he'll be three um on the 20th so Woo. Basically, one in three. I want to say one in three, but technically it's one in two, but one in almost three.
0: Wow. Yeah. And you said two boys? Well,
1: Poppy, my youngest, is a, is a girl.
0: Oh, okay. a girl. Well, that's
1: that's <gasps> right. right now. We don't know how she's going to identify later.
0: Right. See, she's from yeah. Los Angeles. She doesn't believe in science, but she does believe that gender is a construct. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Wow, that's that's wild. I had kids 20 months apart and it's fucking intense. Laura, how are how are you doing? I feel like um better
1: now. Um, other than the fact that I have two fucking styes in my eye. I don't know if you can see. <gasps> well, no, I can't no, see. You I look have great. I one and it fucking healed. And then the, and then I woke up this morning, <gasps> this <gasps> oh, one. So I've got styes in my eyes. Um, yes. you know, and my kids don't give a shit. They're not like, mm, go rest, go. We'll give me yes, a second. Mom. Yeah.
0: They don't give a shit. Yeah. No. They're like, where's my crackers? Right. Yeah. Don't you know I have stars in my eyes, children? (laughs) I don't uh, I don't even know what causes them. I remember when I first moved across the country, I got them like a zillion times and I was sure that it was stress related. And then the doctor was like, It is right. I think the doctor said no, but because I
1: They're am in lying. constant panic mode. Like, I wake up and I'm just like, her, her, oh God, oh God, oh God. Like, <laughs> thinking, you know, the world's going to end. I, I'm stressing over dumb shit, big shit, I'm having yeah. to remind myself that most of the time it's not a big deal. Like, most of the time it's yeah. not. Like, sometimes it is. There's a war going on, there are big deals. But, but my styes you know, and whatever, even my book coming out, like, it's just a book. Nobody gives a shit. I mean, they might give a little bit of a shit, but it's not a big deal. It's none of it's a big deal. And we like we're being chased by lions every day. You know, it's, it's not a big deal. So I have <laughs> to some, and I think the sty. the the styes happened I had a like like a 12 hour photo shoot for for my uh clothing brand and I think I'm taking on too many things I'm taking on a bunch of projects because I'm so terrified to say no to things because I'm scared to say no I'll never get the opportunity again so I say yes yes I'll do it I'll do it I'll do it I'll do it and then the universe god whatever it is I think was just like I'm gonna give you a sty. so you can't do any more photo shoots and you can't uh, and you have to cancel this shoot, and you um, you can't wear makeup for, for a week, so you're just going to have to be okay with how you look. And then mm-hmm. I was like, okay, fine, universe. And then so I chilled out a little bit, and then I started getting back in the hustle, and God or the universe is like, I'm going to give you another sty, because you didn't listen the first time, so now I've got another one, and I'm off <laughs> another week. I don't know. I found it interesting. Is it? Is it the – universe's way of of telling me to slow down is that just la bullshit and is
0: it just a fucking infection from bad makeup i don't know i think it's i think it's your own personal passover (laughs) i think it's (laughs) there may be a war in the ukraine but it's sorry in ukraine but there's also a war on your eyes on (laughs) your (laughs) eyelids uh (laughs) Yeah. I think it's totally stress related. Right. You know, I started
2: getting hives recently from stress. I've never had hives in my fucking life. But uh, like a few months ago, I just all of a sudden started itching and I, you know, didn't know what was going on. Then I got up and I was just covered in these welts. It was (sighs) hot. Okay. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It was hot.
1: But so – and what was going on in your life? Like what were you more stressed, getting less sleep, not eating as much as you should or, you know, as well as – you know, there's so many factors. I think so our bodies amazing, are yeah. so smart and
0: they're telling us.
2: Yeah. You know, to sit the fuck down. Yeah. To sit the fuck Isn't down. Isn't that amazing?
0: Mm-hmm. Our, our bodies are amazing. When okay. we talk about like – on this show about how, like, when you when you have a baby and you're nursing, how your body is like, I would not like to have sex. You are uh, th- that man is a predator and get them away and <laughs> like and like it's not until you stop nursing, you know, like your body is like, I am taking care of this baby and that is what I need to do right now to make my genetic material continue. And like, it, it's just amazing what what our bodies can do. They're magic. Can I tell you, I tell you something? This is yeah. Soup's purse and
2: all but um, I love it <laughs> I was the exact opposite after I had both my kids I was like give me that dick. like I was like I wanted so much sex after I it, like something happened where <gasps> and since oh, then it's, how
1: far, how close after you gave birth were you like give me
2: that dick because three weeks <laughs> honestly honestly a week what but we ended up doing after three because I like made him
1: I was like, oh. <laughs> <Give me sex. laughs> your vagina consent to
0: this? Because yeah, she was on board. I mean, I'm yeah. so jealous. I'm so jealous. I don't even know how that happens. I don't. Good I don't for know. You good, good for you, and good for that vagina. Yeah. Look really at us, gals, getting out there in the world. Incredible. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> now and I'll didn't have
1: sex for six months after. Um, my first son, six months. I tried actually maybe three months in and it was so incredibly painful. Went to the yes. OBGYN. She was like, You're fine. You know? Mm, Went for the right. 6 to the second. I said, I don't know that I'm fine. And she's like, yeah. You're fine. And I kept going back and I think she was just sick of looking at my pussy and she was like, You know what? Just go to a public <laughs> floor therapist, okay? Because I think you're fine, you don't think you're fine, go to a public floor. I'm done looking at this. Pussy. <laughs> So, so like, so I do, and it turns out I had, um, cause I had like a second degree tear and I was healing and I had this thing called vaginismus. I don't know if you know what that is, but basically, um, God, it's really kind of hard to explain, uh, cause I'm not a doctor, but basically I would get like spasms every time oh. He tried to enter me because oh, it was no. like a psychological reaction mixed with physical. It's basically my body's way of saying, you don't want to experience pain. I'm going to tighten up. We're going to spasm. We're going to make sure nothing enters because there was trauma in the area from the birth. So it was like my yeah. body's way of yeah. protecting me. Um, yeah. Yeah. And then there's more to it if you want to like Google it because I'm probably not doing vaginismus justice. But, um, <laughs> So I had to like do <laughs> pelvic floor therapy and started off with these dilators, right? They're like plastic penisy looking things. Oh, oh. You see, first you start out with like a pencil one, super thin, and she goes in and she like kind of massages around to get me used to it. And I'm crying because it's so uncomfortable having this person just like stick a fucking pencil in your vagina i mean it's a yeah. dilator okay it's medical but um you know to get you sort of breathing and um anyway and then she sort of upgraded they would get like bigger and bigger each week until she was like now what size is your husband we'll stop there so to like <laughs> the dilator that was like most accurate to my husband's dick. <laughs> Um, it was, it was up there, so good job, Steven, but like, hey. you know, whatever, dude. So anyway, I eventually, after like, maybe like two months of like dilator therapy, like got to like the Steven dick size. And then after that, I could like slowly start having sex, but it took six months. And I talk about that actually a lot in my book because I felt like none of my friends had that experience. They were all having sex much earlier. Like you were having sex, you were going to pound town week three, you know? (laughs) And and I just could not relate and I felt so alone. I felt so broken and I felt like Mm -hmm. I don't work, you know, it was like really hard. And, um, but the therapist told me 50% of women experience, um, pain for up to a year after they give birth. So I was like, what, how have I never heard of that? How if 50% of my friends never told me that, Yeah, but no one talks about it. So it's normal and it's, you can heal.
0: Yeah, I think there's so much shame involved in postpartum sex because we all feel like, you know, it's like, well, six weeks after your baby, you can have sex. And there's like this pressure, but like you, you've just been you know you ran this marathon and then you were in a car crash essentially like it, it's just
2: yeah. it, it's
0: your body is so fucked and your brain and your hormones are so yeah. fucked yeah. and then to have on top of it this sort of cultural peer pressure of like don't you want to yes. don't you want to fuck now have you bounced back are you back to being the person you were before you ran a marathon and were in a horrible car crash yeah <laughs> And yeah. I think we all feel if we don't want to go to Pound Town, people feel ashamed, like we're less, the like less than, or we're not fully a woman or something. Oh, right. absolutely! You just but we all whisper about it. No one wants to really like say it out loud because yeah. we're all so embarrassed and ashamed. I've had people on this show when the podcast is over, uh, as soon as we turn it off, they're like, "Hey." Are you wanting sex cuz I don't. And is this <laughs> <Yeah>. normal? <laughs> it's like we I we never talk about it on the show. Yeah. Um and I mean even I feel embarrassed and ashamed to talk about my own experiences cuz I feel like I'm somehow less than if I don't want to have sex all the time. You
2: Do you know? think it's somehow like we like it's it's um society's way society's always like oh you gotta please your man you better please your man it's the patriarchy
1: Yeah, it's right it it really is and it's it's so sad and even like pelvic uh floor therapy not being covered you know if it was a a male issue it would be covered in a second you know but uh women are just told like okay, you're, you're after six weeks, let me check you. Yeah, you're good. Bye. You're all this dysfunction, you know, whether it's like, um, you know, they're peeing themselves and just thinking, Oh, I'm just going to have to pee myself every time I sneeze for the rest of my life Mm -hmm. um, or laugh. And actually that's not true, but, but we don't never be on a trampoline. There's, there's treatment for that. There's therapy for that, but we're not informed.
0: I and it's, and it's in like, my experience too, okay. you have to like beg for that yes, stuff. Yes. If you, unless you ask specifically, yeah. you're like, I think there's a problem. Can you send me to a specialist? Yeah. Even then, they're like, uh, I don't think it's probably fine. You know, yeah. that's why I've, I've had some to say, issues. You have to like with, ask for
1: it, and it's like, I don't
2: know what to yeah. ask.
1: Yeah, just keep throwing w- your pussy <sighs> to your OBG. I just keep going in yeah. every week. Just, hi, are you? sure? <laughs> <laughs> They won't, they'll be so sick of you. They'll, they'll send you. That's my advice. Once a week, go in there. My my doctor's
2: all the way across town. So I'm just going to start sending her selfies just be like, what do I do with this guy? Excuse
1: me. I literally had a bad time with my OBGYN. No, you did. I had a bad time. I called her. I said, I said, I think something looks different. I don't know what it is. I I text my doctor that and she goes, do you want to just FaceTime me? And I'm like, and show me. She's like, you want to just FaceTime me and show me? I mean, I said, you, you mean badge time? You want me to badge time? <laughs> I <laughs> love I that you said that. I said, are you kidding me? You want me to badge time me? She goes, yeah, this is my doctor. She goes, yeah, just badge time me. I said, is there anyone around you right now? She goes, no, I, like badge time. I was like, fine. All right. All right. So I'm like, literally go to my bedroom. badge time, my OBGYN. And she's looking. And she's like, okay, she goes, you may have like a little, um, like a skin tag there. And she's like, looking at my vagina. Oh my God. It was just, it was crazy. And I was like, what's that? And she's like, that's your, um, urethra. That's like where you pee. And I'm like, yeah, no, I knew that. (laughs) I was just testing you to see how sharp you are on your skills.
0: There was, yeah. God, <laughs> yeah. God bless that FaceTime HD camera. Oh boy. Oh boy. I know. We are living. They never did this in the Jetsons. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> uh, so let me tell you what's been breaking me. I've got um I've got one thing that's been breaking me, and I've got one that's sort of a precog. Uh, it's going to break me, and I know it, and it's on the horizon. So I'll tell you what's been breaking me. Um and break you know breaking I don't know. So my six year old is obsessed with robots. He's on a real robot tear. Um he makes like a new robot every day uh, out of various materials, cardboard, uh, Legos, uh, any kind of building material that we have in the house, you know, toy building material. And we have a lot of them because he's really into that. Um, And now like anytime a box comes into the house, which is all the time, because I have a terrible target and Amazon problem. um, Anytime a box (laughs) comes in the house Anytime there's, like, a weird piece of, like, uh, trash that has wires or metal or looks like it could be on a robot, which apparently is fucking everything, he wants to (laughs) save it. And because he's six, he doesn't it's not like a tidy he's not like here's here's the small space that i keep all of my robot parts they're like everywhere in the house the whole house is covered in various robot parts which to the untrained eye appear as if they are trash actual <laughs> pieces of fucking trash <laughs> mm-hmm. um but I can't toss them, and I can't move them. And, um, oh, my God, that is uh, breaking me. I'm so tired of stepping over giant cardboard boxes and weird pieces of silver yeah. tape and <laughs> oh, 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 random electronics parts that should be in the garbage. Um, but I, uh, I'm i terrified to throw them away because I know I will get a real earful. Yeah.
2: yeah. Well, so Mo does I'm, that, too. She, like, anytime I get a package – you know, anything she, and she'll turn it into something interesting. I mean, I guess if you're into that kind of shit, but, <laughs> but she, you're an
0: interesting thing. Right.
2: I guess, but, uh, yeah. I, and so I, I am frequently throwing away what looks like a bunch of cardboard with tape and staples on it. Um, but, and, Oh God, he but, loves tape. Oh, tape and staples. Love oh, it. so Love, Love
0: it. it. She's cutting.
2: Nice. She loves to cut things and fucking, you know,
0: yep. At some point, he took two of my silicone uh, oven mitts and he took binder clips and he clipped them together <laughs> and then put some kind of weird, like, phone charger inside of it. And he's like, huh? Ah. Oh, and it's... Do you like it? And I'm like, oh, <laughs> and awesome. He was so proud of it. And it sat on our couch for like three weeks. <laughs> and I couldn't move it. And I couldn't get my... <laughs> oven mitts or my binder clips back <laughs> <laughs> why didn't you move it because <laughs> well first of all because it's just one drop in the bucket of crazy shit all over my house uh so that's part of it, so it if i move it, it did move it, it was, on the, the, it was it, on the couch was on the like it's not worth the meltdown you mean oh, if I take it apart, he'd be so sad. Yep. He w- he was so proud of it. And every time I thought he was done with it, he would be like, did you see my charger? And I was like, yeah, I've seen it. It's great. He's like, and here's another thing. And he'd maybe add some tape to it or he'd like, write a label for it. So it was, um, no. yeah, I, couldn't, I couldn't do it. It is sweet. Yeah. It is really sweet. Um, We're also fucking the other thing annoying is shit. Oh, yeah. it's so fucking annoying. It's yeah. annoying. Yeah, I just want a pretty house that has no <laughs> in, 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 children. It, it looks like no children live here. That's what I want. <laughs> oh That's man, cool. like I feel like the aesthetic
1: for kids, at least what you see on Instagram now, is like, why are we against color? You know, everything is like this pale sort of muted oatmeal. And the kids are wearing (laughs) shit that looks like from 1823 with their like wooden toys with maybe like a tint of ivory. Like why is it so... (laughs) I think moms are just so sick of the loud toys Are are Fisher Price, you know. Oh yeah. That that they just want to like mute that shit down to quiet their brains. I don't
0: know. (laughs) Oh yeah. I mean I had a... (laughs)
1: What's that? You know what I'm talking about?
0: That aesthetic that you see on Instagram. Yes, it's everywhere. I mean, back back in New York City, I had a friend who uh, a friend from high school. She was an architect, so she had a very you know keen visual um, aesthetic. She had a rule that no wooden, no 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 plastic plastic. toys were allowed. No plastic, (laughs) only wooden, maybe metal. Yeah! Uh, wow. I mean it. Yeah, I'm sure
1: it looks Yeah. Weird, also, but also not. Yes. Not practical and probably extremely expensive and all of the things.
0: Extremely yeah. expensive. Yeah. I <laughs> mean, God bless. If you are listening love- and you're like, "Bitch, <laughs> I have a no plastic rule." Ro- I mean, look. Yeah. You let your flag fly. Hundred percent. We're not judging here. We're just observing what's happening. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) I'm just angrily observing. (laughs) All right. The other thing that has been breaking me, uh, slash precog, I call it in honor of what the fuck is that movie called? Uh, Minority Report, where they where they have crimes before pre crimes before crimes actually happen. Um. So I'm I've begun the very slow arduous and painful process of painting my kids' bedroom. Mm-hmm. And I started yesterday and it involved a lot of uh finding piles of f- fucking nonsense socks, it, toys, animals, pencils, markers, underpants uh, and then trying to kick them out of the way. I almost was like, do we have a shovel? And then I realized we don't. So I just pushed it out of the way. Laura's like, this house sounds like a fucking hoarder's nightmare. And you'd be (laughs) right. This house is a hoarder's nightmare right now. Um, So I was just like trying to get all this stuff out. So I I didn't get paint on their nonsense. Um, And uh, the kids all want to help paint. So that really... (laughs) fucks with the timing because it has to be i think the first uh layer i can't give them the last layer i'm gonna need to paint over whatever weird fucking drippy nonsense they do um but also just the the mess the the mess of doing it period just me is like already overwhelming but now the idea of having an 11 year old a nine year old a six year old Using like a paint roller and rolling on the wall <laughs> is giving me palpitations. Just, <laughs> yeah. Just two days ahead of it. When we are done here, I will probably go and paint the ceiling in there. And I'm, I'm not looking for. And this is why mommy paint. drinks. Yes. Oh
2: yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh yeah. <sighs> Yes.
2: <sighs> Our walls need to be completely repainted. I'm looking at them now. They are just like, I can't believe how disgusting my children's hands are. And you can tell because mm. all of their hands are all over my walls. And it's so yeah. gross. It's so gross. Every door, so now, gross. like the corner of a door, like, ooh.
0: Our downstairs bathroom, like the 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 light switch plate and the wall under it. Yeah. The place where the hand towel is and the wall, like, behind it and yeah. the door and the doorknob, like, and everything under that is, like, what are – what? how does it even happen? And there's always Nutella, which is a horrible thing to see in a bathroom. Oh, yeah. Because it totally. doesn't look like Nutella. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> shamelessly disgusting, shamelessly
1: disgusting, and and starting from babies, you know, Poppy yeah. just puts everything in her mouth. Doesn't matter mm. what it is from the floor, doesn't matter. I'm going to put it in my mouth. Disgust it.
0: Mm. Yeah. And at some point, you you like let go of it, but it's a process. Yeah. I mean, I remember taking my kids to my, my first kid to this like music class and they had shaky eggs because you can't have a children's music class without a shaky egg. You get a ticket, you get your <laughs> license taken away. Uh, and I remember he was putting these shaky eggs in his mouth and I was just having a heart attack. <laughs> just like, oh, God, he's... we're all going to get sick and die. Uh, and, uh, and and now now I'm kicking out piles of of fucking nonsense out from underneath my kid's bed and I'm, I'm not even cleaning it. I'm just moving it. I bet your immune system <laughs> is super strong. Yeah. Is it,
1: is it like fighting off all this? It might be.
0: From It might be. All of the things, I mean, right? We all go through. Oh. dear listener if this hasn't happened to you yet yeah. when your kid goes to preschool or oh. daycare for the first time there's like a six month period where yeah, yeah where it trains your immune system where you just everybody's sick for like six months and it just is what it is and it happens to everybody and you just have to accept it like fucking buddha <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah, sorry.
1: Yeah. God.
0: <laughs> yeah just homeschool forever <laughs> don't take them to any other homeschool groups never yeah yeah traditional homeschool isolation (laughs) yeah isolation school i know we
1: said we don't give advice on here but isolation (laughs) 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 yeah
0: Bomba's mission is simple. Make the most comfortable clothes ever and match every item sold with an equal item donated. So when you buy Bomba's, you're also giving to someone in need. Bomba's designed their socks, shirts, and underwear to be the clothes you can't wait to put on every day. Everything they make is soft, seamless, tagless, and has a luxuriously cozy feel. Plus, they're made from super soft materials like merino wool, pima cotton, and even cashmere, which makes them the perfect cozy layers there's a pair of bomba socks for everything you do they come in tons of options like comfy performance styles for every sport and activity that keeps you moving bomba's t-shirts are made with thoughtful design features like invisible seams soft fabrics and the perfect weight so they hang just right and bomba's underwear has a barely there feel with a second skin support that might even make you forget they're even there. In a good way. And did you know that socks, underwear, and t-shirts are the three most requested clothing items at homeless shelters? That's why Bombas donates one for every item that you buy. Go to bombas.com slash WMD and get 20% off your first purchase. That's Bombas, B-O-M-B-A-S, com slash wmd for twenty percent off. Bombas.com/slash/wmd. So, Amy, tell us what's been breaking you. Well, anything
2: going on with you? I kind of, I, I'm in a similar boat where I'm like, I know that my future this weekend, I will <laughs> be broken many, many times. Oh, my. So, my husband left very early this morning to go on the road. He's just doing a weekend. He tours with Michael Carbonaro. And lovely listeners, if you don't know about Michael Carbonaro, he's adorable. He's, just like, he's this gorgeous man. He's a magician. He used to have the show on True TV called The Carbonaro Effect. And he does this, his show is so entertaining and really fun. So my husband opens for him sometimes on the road. And um, that used to be fun and fine before kids. But now... Now it's not as fucking cool Uh, because it's the weekend. It's the weekend. So that means like, oh, so I have to, oh, like I don't get any moments. And so this morning I took both kids to school and I haven't uh, had to do that in a very, very long time. And oh my God, my husband is texting me and I can hear it. I'm like, can you guys hear the ding? Did you hear a ding? A little bit. Oh, He's like, on
1: okay. tour, babe, having a blast. I know. It's just like, <laughs> hope yes. you're getting some of
2: that self care. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I I have called so many people to be like, hey, do you want to come over here to my house tonight and, and help me with? Uh, not you don't have to do anything. I just want you to have another set of eyeballs on because I'm going to be drinking and I can Like I need I need someone else to keep me off yes. and, and alert. Um, uh, so far, no yeah. takers. No takers so far. Um, Caca! <laughs> mm-hmm. So so, um, so yeah. So Nick left this morning, and it's one of those things where like. Like you know how like when with their partner you like have an idea of how things go and um and he uh, has an idea of how things go and I my my ways right um but right. he <laughs> but he um I what I realized about him is that he uh, he does so much to prep for the kids school days. And I don't know that because I'm doing other stuff. Um, but he packs their lunches and he gets them, you know, he puts their clothes aside. It's very sweet. He puts their clothes aside for the morning to make it much easier. I didn't do that shit Mm. this morning. I was like, what do we, what do we do guys? What
1: happens
0: now? (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, first of all, you eat school lunch today, <laughs> yeah, exactly. and I think it's pajama day. I no one said it. it was, but let's pretend it is.
2: <laughs> you guys don't need socks or shoes. Let's get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> I know where go. <laughs> yeah. So I so, – and, and, like, all. by the way, like, I know um, – I've talked about this before, but like how my kids treat me differently than they do my husband. And my husband like doesn't seem to mm. notice, like even last night, like he was in the kitchen doing something and my kids, both of them were just jumping on me and trying to push me over. I don't know why I look like that's fun. Why me? Yeah. He's, he's he big. He's, he's so tall. He's fun. Yeah, he's big. Lots of, But yeah. they want really to wrestle you. No, constantly, and I'm like, and I'm screaming, and I'm like, ow, and I'm saying ow, because I'm covered in bruises, my son, like, kicks me in the tits and shit, like, it's a whole fucking, yeah, he kicks me in the titty, or he'll slap them, Uh, does not care, like, he's, yeah. And, and like, he'll jump on my head and then crawl over and then, like, punch me in the face. Like, I'm getting fucked up over here. I'm covered in bruises. And last night, my husband was like, honey, all those bruises. And I'm like, you didn't watch your children assault me? So, usually, after, like, ten minutes, I'm like, can you do something? And I'll scream at him, and then I'll be like, what? Oh, oh. You know, and he'll come over and, what? Oh,
0: get off mommy, guys. So... He's, and also he's like six three so to him He's and six, six four and a half he real six tall. four and a half so to him someone crawling on him all like it's probably is like oh what is that it's like if an ant came on you you know just uh, you know. Mm, yeah it's different when you're five two <laughs> and you're a tiny petite little flower I'm a little lady yeah he
2: <clears throat> um so um I I added that to the list of things that I know are going to make me fucking yeah. so sad this weekend because <laughs> I know the moment I pick them up I'm gonna be beaten up they're gonna yell at me for all of the
1: things No, when they're beating you up they're just playing but it hurts your tits like it yeah it hurts my everything yeah. yeah I mean my son well, is that makes me feel better oh yeah four four and uh four and six and a half okay yeah. like Alfie my almost three-year-old like he's not he's just becoming verbal and so he when he's upset he'll like swat at me and I Mm -hmm. I never know because it's my first toddler like is this normal you know what I mean so to hear that you're getting the shit beat out of you makes me feel better. So thank you. Yeah. <laughs> it's,
2: it's my pleasure. It is okay. my pleasure. I'm here to help uh, Yeah. I mean, I, listen, I will take all the beatings if I can help another, another mom out there. I, I don't know the problem is, is that both of my children are big, big. And my son is as tall as his six and a half year old sister. And yes. you know, like they're big people. And so I physically sometimes I like, can't fight them both off. Which is first of all fucking embarrassing. Like I need yeah. I need to do some push-ups. But You need, to,
1: the, you need to go to a self-defense class.
2: I do. I'm just gonna knee him in the balls and go, no! And like elbow <laughs> <laughs> them.
0: Come feet. at me with a knife. Come at me with a knife. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, oh my I'm sorry laura i feel like you tried to
1: say something and i totally cut you off no. what were you gonna say no I, I don't even think i was gonna say anything i was just saying
0: oh okay sorry. I'm, I'm just doing some <laughs> exactly. moves. Yeah. Some fucking krav maga <laughs> um
2: so i'm just preemptively broken uh, uh for the weekend and so next time i see y'all i'm sure i will be injured
0: and tired. That makes me think of. That reminds me of something. I had a thought today. It was a. It was a brainstorm, and I'm into it. Uh, I was looking around my house, and I was like, "This is a fucking horror show." And then I was thinking, man, if I could just get my army of moms to come over here and help me yeah. for three hours, mm-hmm. like a fucking Amish barn raising, mm-hmm. we could. <laughs> bang this out and it would be amazing and I was like I'd do that for someone else like if someone was like I am drowning come can you come for three hours and help me with my <laughs> with whatever the fuck this is yeah of course. I would do it do it, yeah. especially if I knew that like we were in a collective of barn raising yeah uh, right do it like do it dude we need a we need an Amish barn raising for for your husband being out of town we just need to come over to your house watch you drink (laughs) put your kids to bed
2: yeah and I want to say also my sweet husband he kicked in the tits everyone have fun um I uh the thing my husband feels terrible when he goes out of town he really genuinely does and and um when I was on tour I was like bye motherfuckers See ya. Yes. But my husband feels very bad, yes. and I think it's also because I I don't have a tour to go back to, and so you know, like it's like he gets to do what I used to do, and so that's mm-hmm. so that's a whole guilt thing for him. Yes. Um, also, it's probably it's probably rooted in fear that I'm going to I don't know smother him in his sleep out of jealousy or something. <laughs> um. <laughs> I <laughs> think he is a little concerned about it. Um, but uh, so he, but so the entire week actually leading up to it, he was like, he put the kids to, he picked up both kids from school and put them to bed the whole entire week leading up. So I could have, you know, save my strength a little bit. So shout out to Nick Cobb, dude. He's awesome. He really did yeah. hook it up as much as he could. That's so sweet. Yeah.
0: They know. Good. I mean, they also, they... I, you know, they, they love us and they know us. I I mean, last night, my husband put the kids to bed and I was laying there on the couch and I was thinking, this isn't fair to him. He would love it if I came up and either tagged him out or at least joined. Mm. Um, but then I was also like, but also he knows that I'm fucking fragile yeah. and I just can't. And I've had enough. Yeah. And I need to lay here on the couch right now.
1: Yeah. And sometimes you just need to lay there and yeah. do shit.
0: Um so yeah. okay, what's breaking me? Yeah, let's tell tell us what's broken you. So sorry, my
1: manager was just calling me but he knows I'm on this so I don't know what that was but
0: okay
1: he's don't tell
0: them the story texting me
1: (laughs) telling me I don't know what's happening okay um should I just answer the call on the podcast oh no um so okay so but mine well it's not as funny as yours is that okay yeah absolutely what's breaking me well I, I should say it's breaking me but I'm in like A lot of fear because we're um, Alfie, my almost three-year-old, we're we're thinking about preschool for him. Mm -hmm. And he was diagnosed um, autistic on the spectrum when he was two years and three months oh my god stop i'm not crying okay oh. so, but uh, no it's like he's amazing and like so unique and so special like he really is yeah. but like we're going on these preschool um like tours mm-hmm. and it's crazy because like we're in our own world but then like we just went to one yesterday and i'm like seeing all these like typical kids, you know, like neurotypical kids Mm -hmm. and they're like coming up to me and they're like, Hey, I just found a bug. You want to come look at the bug with me? Oh, I can talk. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, is this, this is what like three-year-olds are typically quote unquote like. Yeah. And it's just like, I forget, you know, having a child who is, you know, speech delayed and truly just different, you know, he's just different and, and, not better, not worse, you know, but um, it just kind of, like, hits me, and then I start getting, like, the teachers, you know, I said to them, you know, like, he may need, like, a sh- like a shadow, you know, a therapist there to-, to help him transition and things, and they're, like, oh, yeah, we don't know if we have room anymore, you know, like, this
0: is a second preschool, <sighs> it's, like, kind of, <sighs> I'm so sorry, guys. No, no, great. no. Okay. I am not. Like, Laura, I am- you don't know this, but Amy is going. Exactly, go- has been talking a really? lot about it. her kid. Is yeah. her her three year old? Three year old? Four. He's four now. Four year old is yeah. is speech
2: delayed, and, and oh he's God. actually we're he's in the process of getting it. A- official diagnosis. Oh,
1: wow. Wow. A lot of changes. Yeah. So so when you're speaking, I'm like,
2: my love, the exact same thing. I walk into his preschool (laughs) and all the kids are like, Hey, Charlie's mom, blah, 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 blah. And my son is, he he doesn't, he doesn't. And it's, and it is, it's heartbreaking. And so I see you, baby. I see you. I, I
1: and it's more just like, well, it just bothers me because I feel like the second I tell, the teacher that they're on the spectrum, like their attitude changes. And, and mm. you know, I know that not every school is like that, but it's just, mm-hmm. what we've, you know, we had the first Montessori school we called, like when we said, Oh, by the way, like he's on the spectrum. They're like, Oh, we're not equipped to deal with that. It's like, you haven't met him. Like you have no idea. Like, how do you know? Um, so I just felt like, okay, this is a long road where I'm really going to have to step up and be his advocate, you know, and make sure like, that he's okay. And, um, you know, it's just, emo- it's just emotional because you want him to be okay and you want him to connect. Yeah. And so that's like, what's, what I'm going through right, right now. And you know, it's, he's getting his IEP um, the day after his birthday on the 20th. So like more will be revealed and I'm sure they'll, they'll help guide me and what exactly he needs and what schools are best suited for him. But it's like, you know, I just tried to do the like normal thing of like, Oh, we're going to go on just preschool tours and it's not normal for us. Cause it is not normal. It, it quite literally is not a normal um situation you know he's not typical he's you know autistic and um so yeah it's just a it's a it's a it's definitely a wild um ride for sure so yeah
0: that's a stressful thing even when you have kids who are atypical atypical typical neurologically typical so yeah that's really stressful i'm
2: so sorry uh I, I, I understand. Yeah. I understand so well, you know, when we first put Charlie into the school um, he wasn't talking still, but like we were getting different feedback that like nothing else was going on. It was just speech delayed. Yeah. Um, and so we're operating, you know, like every, that's the only thing. And then as he gets older, some other things are presenting and whatever. Um, and so we're in the process of uh, figuring that out. But yeah. um, you know, for, for several months, <laughs> they sort of were, they were like, Oh yeah, no, we, we, uh, he said this today and he said, and it was like, I didn't feel like he was getting, I want to say singled out, but, but I felt like he was getting sing Like we had to have a special meeting before, before the meeting. Yes. Um, yes, and so, right. I mean, I'm very grateful for them because I feel like they are like, they're like working with him, but yeah. What, I I understand that, um, uh, I, I'm sure you must be vi- pissed too, because it's like, you're putting your baby into the care of someone else and you expect them because they're professionals to be able to, to handle kids of, uh, with any, with anything. Um, right.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah exactly. Um, Yeah. It's, it's just, it's just a head fuck and it's all new. And, um, you know, we, we have an advocate, someone that's coming with us to the IEP, which we keep getting told, um, is really important, um, because the school system will not always have your best interest, I guess. And so you just want someone fighting for you, making sure that he's getting the proper, um, you know, care. And, um, resources. So, um, I, you know, I know it'll all work out. It's just, it was just like that moment yesterday when you're like, oh, you know, and like all the kids are going right and he wants to go left. And like, I think that's, you know, and that's cool. You know, I mean, my my husband is on the spectrum. He was diagnosed as an adult. It wasn't until we started seeing signs with Alfie that, I was reading the checklist and Stephen's like, well, that's me. Well, that's also me. Well, hold on. (laughs) That's me too. And uh, Literally it was like revealed that he was, um, you know, and then he got an official diagnosis, you know, in his forties. And, and, um, but you know, and Stephen, you know, didn't want to play with the other kids and, you know, struggle to make friends, but he's a brilliant musician and he had special interests. And look, I truly think neurodiversity um, is a gift. You know, I'm ADHD. My husband's autistic. My son's autistic. My one-year-old, we'll see. We will see. <laughs> I heard that both parents are ADHD. The kid has like a 95% chance of being ADHD. So we will see. Mm. <laughs> it's okay because it's a difference. And, you know, my ADHD, I, I believe it's... Um, one of the reasons I think outside the box that I'm creative, you know, that I'm impulsive and sometimes that's a good thing, you know, and there's struggles with it, but, you know, I just worry about my son and it's um, when I uh, was writing my, my book, I, um, I was like halfway through my book when we got the diagnosis. So, so I'm writing about it uh, very raw. I've since had time to, to, you know, process everything and realize that, you know, it's not, it's not so scary. I think that society it's, it's kind of really fucked up, dude. They'll tell you a, you need to to cure that. You need to give him like fucking like, uh, some sort of cleanse to get the autism out of them. They'll literally tell you that. And, um, that, that you you need to be like, they're fucking thetans. It's it's true. (laughs) It's true. That's what I was advised. Oh, you know, you can do these like heavy metal detox cleanse to cleanse the autism out of them. Oh, he needs 40 hours a week of therapy. That is incredibly controversial. That was, um, the, the therapy that is recommended to autistic children is, is founded by the same guy who, um, created gay conversion therapy. What? what you uh-uh. it's electric shock on uh-uh. autistic kids. Uh, I'm not kidding just last year, even at um there was some state in the South that was still doing electric shock as like negative reinforcement if the child was like skimming or you know <gasps> self injurious or whatever, so it's really, really um unfortunate the misinformation that's that's happening around autism and um the mm-hmm. fear that oh, yeah. that these professionals are instilling. We were told, Stephen and I were told, if you don't give him 40 hours a week of this intensive therapy that's literally equated to like dog training, they'll say, um, do this, do this, do this. And if he does it, then they give him a treat. They find his like favorite things and get like, what? Yeah, it what? just felt. Whoa. Yeah.
0: Oh, There's Pavlovian conditioning. Conditions.
1: Yeah, you know, I'm just saying it, it you know it it was uh an incredibly in- intense uh year but what i've learned is to trust your mom got trust that intuition you know um and also to talk to like actually autistic people, I found has been the most helpful thing. Ask mm-hmm. that actually autistic people, what is your experience? What helped you the most? You know, talk to me about sensory overload. What does that feel like? You know, all mm-hmm. this like forced eye contact and all of that stuff. It's, it's, um, I don't know. It's just, it's not good. So that's, I guess that's my advice. If, if well, we're not giving advice, that's my experience. That's my experience is yeah. talking to yeah. the autistic people has been the, the most helpful thing, in getting information about how to help best, um, how to best help um, my son, you know?
0: Yeah. yeah. As you are speaking, I'm thinking about And maybe this is because I've always been living in very um, artistic uh, communities with other people who do similar things. But gosh, when you're talking about neuro, um, what, differences, neural neural differences, like my husband has ADHD. Our, we we have a kid who uh, has Tourette's. Um, we have another kid who uh, who knows. There's there's stuff going on there, yes. uh, I, I, and I and I've got my own things of depression and anxiety and uh, some OCD ish things. Everybody I know, it's almost as if the neurotypical is. Atypical in my life, and it feels yeah.
1: in you. It's in like, your life. is because we're in my life? Yes, because I think we're attracted, neurodivergent um, people are attracted to other neurodivergent people. And so we <sighs> that makes we, sense, right? So you married one you mm-hmm. produce some, you, your friends are them because we think differently. But actually, I, from what I read, at least, is um, one in five are neurodivergent, <gasps> which means OCD, Tourette's, autism, ADHD, apraxia, um, depression, anxiety. Those are included in neurodivergence.
0: Um, that's everyone I that's know everyone. That's so wild <laughs> <No>. Wild <right? laughs> So to think that like I mean And you're right A lot of times when you're in Now I want to be clear Because I, I think in the past um, When people have listened to the podcast uh, It has been I know that some people have left with the feeling That we are not um, On the side of teachers Oh Or, um, you know, I want to make it clear that, like, uh, I don't think that's true. I think we are on the side of of teachers, and I think we absolutely see how hard a job that is and how few resources are given our education system and our teachers. I mean, God, if you're a parent, you know how hard they work and how difficult it is. And I, I think a lot of times when we are complaining about stuff it's ultimately because they're they're not getting their needs met and so they're having to yeah and so then we are getting kind of the the crumbs of that which is like they're not maybe psyched to see that there's a student who needs a lot of extra help because Mm -hmm. they've got 29 other students like like you know so when we talk about stuff like that uh, we're just talking about how uh it was upsetting that the teacher wasn't psyched uh about that but but just know dear listener that we we understand that there's a larger picture here just when we're when but when we're shooting our mouths off it's 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 just about our experience yeah but it doesn't mean that we don't, that's a really good
1: you point. Know. You know, like yes. that teacher saying, I'm not, we're not equipped. It's like, it, it hurts right. me yeah. because it's like, you're not equipped to deal with my son. Like, oh, that hurts. But I also understand like, it's not your fault because right. you have so many right. other kids. And if my kid needs one-on-one, like you genuinely don't have seven arms and 16 yeah. eyes. Like you cannot, you, you yeah. maybe
0: can't, you're not equipped. And, and that's a, what? and that's a massive yeah. cultural problem yeah. that yeah. needs fixed. Yeah. And I, I've spoken about my, my son's,
2: um, school and, um, I know that I've bitched about them and, and the truth is like, I'm incredibly grateful and love them yeah. and adore them and love them and really genuinely love this school. Um, and it's when I spoke about like them telling me about who my son is, um, through all, you know, all the behaviors and stuff and things that I didn't see. And so I was... Butt hurt, <laughs> it was me feeling bad, yeah. But like, yeah, I mean, it, it but it's it, it is easy to be like, oh, like I, we're not supporting, but I right I love them so much, thank god for them. I just you know, yeah. I was butthurt that day. <laughs> it's in it her on the it's same kid, yeah,
0: yeah. It's it's easy, to, it's hard not to be defensive and it's hard not to be upset because it's so personal, very
1: personal, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And I should yeah. even say the therapy that I was referring to that I was shitting on like The thing is, sometimes sometimes, like it is literally parents only option. It's the only therapy that um, the regional center will cover. And so Mm. they're like, it's this or nothing. And so in that case, you know, you just have to really work with a therapist and say like, do not use food as a reinforcer because it could cause like food issues, right? If you're Mm. being rewarded with food all day, you know, it could easily cause some sort of, Uh. right? Right? Yeah, it's yeah, that If makes if sense. A Child is hungry, feed the fucking child. Yeah. Don't like, withhold it if they don't do it, and feed them if they do. Like that's creating. That's crazy. That's right? that's crazy to me. But so I'm that's, saying, you know, sometimes I, I guess I just want to clear this up that like sometimes it is yeah. the parent's only option, and so mm-hmm. you just have to yeah. research the therapy. Okay, applied behavioral analysis is what I'm talking about. ABA. Mm-hmm. Sometimes that is. The child only the option, and in that case, you just work with a the therapist and you study it, and you you lay down the law of like what's okay and what's not,
0: right? Mm-hmm, so, um, mm-hmm. so if you are listening and you're like, well, my kid gets ABA because that's the only thing that our regional center gives yes. us, and I don't have a crazy insurance and millions of dollars, like, yeah, exactly. yeah. Just know that we see you. You are doing yes, the best that you can. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, with, with the tools that you have. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: Exactly. Exactly. It's
0: Dang, awful. this shit's hard, you guys. It's oh. so hard. It's <laughs> oh, so hard. Thinking my parents tell us it was hard. <laughs> <laughs> Laura, tell everybody all about your new book, please. Yeah. Oh, and I should say, no. if you think this book sounds exciting and interesting, We are doing a social media giveaway of Laura's book. So if you go over to our Instagram, when this episode comes out, we're going to do a little giveaway so you can enter to, to win her book. I love that. I love that.
1: Um, I feel like a lot of of what we um, talked about, I, I, um, wrote about in my book, um, you know. Two two wild birth stories, and I go into depth about um, my marriage. And I wrote uh, this is my second book, so I'm telling all the stories I was too scared to tell in my first book, which, if you read my first book, is saying a lot um, because (laughs) I was a you know completely drug addicted, alcoholic, suicidal um, mess. And I'm I'm coming up well. I just celebrated ten years sober in October. Oh, yeah. Thank you. That's wonderful. Um, so that's awesome. Let me tell you, I get why mommies drink. I say mm-hmm. it all the time. I get it. I get why sometimes nothing sounds better to me than having a glass of wine or a joint at the end, you know, at the end of the day when I'm worn down and exhausted and meltdowns and diapers. And I get it. You know, unfortunately for me, one glass turns into six, which turns into like Finding my dealer and snorting lines. And that's just not becoming of a 30-something year old. <laughs> um, so I just I have to remain totally abstinent to uh to function in this world. You know, and now I'm addicted to other things like TikTok and <laughs> chocolate. (laughs) (laughs) I got, I tap into all of it, um, marriage and addiction and, uh, motherhood. And, um, obviously my, my son's diagnosis is like, I was, um, like I said, writing the book when, when that all happened. Um, so yeah, it's, it's all in there. I hope that you'll laugh and cry and that it, inspires at the very least, and at the very most entertains you and mm-hmm. and makes you feel better about your life, I guess I should say.
0: Oh, like the show. <laughs> That's awesome. Excellent. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so go buy that book and also come over to our Instagram and uh, enter to win that book. And, um, and where can people follow you on social media?
1: Yeah. Just anywhere. You just type in my name, Laura Clary and, um, you know, whatever the social media, uh, whatever your best choice is, what's your favorite social media? I'm on all of them. So wherever you want to follow me, you can follow me. What,
0: what's your favorite? <laughs> Pick so- a card. Uh, right now I, well, I love Facebook. It's a yeah. comfortable old friend, Yeah, but I do, I do really only encourage people to follow us on, on Instagram mostly. Oh, yeah. Cause that's. Yeah. yeah, I feel like that's where the audience is kind of going.
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Instagram and I'm made me so sad. Facebook. I, I uh, not Instagram. Facebook made me so sad. <laughs> so I had to, Facebook made you so sad yeah, like during like all, you know like like during the election cycle and all that shit where I was like, oh my god, I know so many people that I have nothing in common with and I don't agree with it at all. Okay, I can't be on here at all. Goodbye. So I had to like. I still have my account, but I'm not. I don't go on
0: it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, I feel that. Well, that said, you can you can follow Amy on Instagram at amy, Al- amy Yes, yes, follow cool. her. If you like Why Mommy Drinks and you want to support the show, please go to Apple Podcasts, rate us five stars, and leave us a glowing review. Check out our sponsors and the Why Mommy Drinks Patreon. Follow and like Why Mommy Drinks on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Join our Facebook group. Also, I want to hear what broke you. So email me your shit shows, or leave a message on our hotline.
1: Call me with your shit show. Four two four two seven
0: nine eight eight four. Call with your shit show. Four two four two seven nine eight eight four. Call with your shit show. Four two four two seven nine eight eight four two. And all of this information is in the written description of this episode. Well, uh. Laura, you are doing an amazing You're job. You're doing incredible. You're doing job. such a great job. Hang in there, friend. You're <sighs> fucking killing it. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For those of you
1: listening, I just show them a close-up of my (laughs) sty.
0: I've got (laughs) two! Okay, but imagine if, like, Jessica Rabbit had an eye sty. That's essentially what happened, is that Jessica Rabbit...
2: Amy, you are doing a great job. Thank you, baby. You too are doing a great
1: job. You're thank you for keeping job. it so Thanks. real, guys. Oh. Girls, that. thank you. It's so refreshing thank and you. so amazing. And I love these open, honest, real conversations. It's w- what we fucking need. Yes. So thank you thank for doing is. what you do. Thank you. Yeah.
0: Thank you for yeah. saying that. And thank you for coming and being so open, yeah. uh, too. I appreciate you. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, listen, dear listener, if you find yourself drowning in robot parts and uh, ugh, or uh, t- punching <laughs> someone's tits, so really getting your tits yeah. punched. Uh, or if you just feel like you are not doing vaginismus justice, <laughs> just know <laughs> that you are doing a great job. My Mommy
1: Drinks
0: I'm Brian Husky. I'm bald. And I'm Charlie Sanders, and I'm also bald. And we host Bald Talk on the Campfire Media Network.
2: Bald Talk is the podcast where two bald comedians talk
0: to anyone bald about being bald. But this show isn't just for baldies, Brian. Harrow's will love it, too. Bald Talk gets into vulnerability, vanity, insecurity,
2: and self-acceptance, reminding us that we all have our respective bald spots. Not that bald spots are a bad thing.
0: No way. I mean, my entire head is one big bald spot. It is one huge, beautiful bald spot, Charlie. Get Bald Talk on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. I mean, I I have, like, a little bit of hair, but not like you. Like you're
2: really bald. I'm truly bald. Great. I mean, it's I'm great. balder than it. you. You are balder than me.
0: Only on Bald Talk.
1: Campfire.